and the thought of admitting to their family that they don't want to continue and letting down those who are so proud of them is too much for them to handle. Welcome to Doctor's View with me, Dr. Bolivios. Join me as I discuss everyday topics in health and medicine and provide insights into everyday hospital life. Sit back and enjoy the show. Hello everyone, welcome to A Doctor's View. I'm Dr. Bolivios. If you're in the UK, you'll have no doubt heard of a recent TV series shown on the BBC called This Is Going To Hurt. It's a show based on a published diary of the same name and it's written by a junior doctor called Adam Kay. It details the life of a junior doctor in the NHS in a way that's never really been done before and it takes the reader on a roller coaster of emotions, it includes joy and sadness and everything in between. And it's a pattern of emotions that a doctor experiences on a very regular basis. A few months ago, the book was aired as a TV series, and as soon as I finished watching the seven episodes of what was the most poignant thing I've ever seen on television, I knew I wanted to talk about it and just describe what I had just watched. The problem I had was I couldn't actually gather my thoughts about the emotional barrage that I'd literally just been bombarded with, and I couldn't actually watch more than two episodes at a time without needing to take a break for at least 24 hours because it was just so intense and relatable. And when I did actually finish the series, I couldn't sleep, at least not well. I was trying to process everything I'd just watched over the last week or so, and it was a lot more difficult than I thought. So A quick word of warning before I continue, the rest of the podcast episode does contain some show spoilers, so if you're planning on watching This Is Going To Hurt, please just save the podcast episode and come back to it after you've watched it and uh, see what you think. So the the, the show has two main characters, Adam Kay, of course, and Shruti Acharya, who is the really junior doctor in the series. It starts with showing Dr. Shruti just really struggling to get to grips with this new found responsibility that she has. She's gone from a really, really junior doctor, just graduated from medical school to just starting a uh, specialty career in obstetrics and gynecology. And there's this feeling of just being useless and just not being able to catch a break. Everything you do is wrong. And that's basically because of inexperience and in a way I initially got the wrong impression of the character. I was thinking yep this is quite in line with sometimes you get you get uh, very junior people who have no interest in this, haven't read up on the specialty that they're doing and and all the things in between. You get a bad impression of them but actually as the show goes on you realise it's nothing to do with that and more of the expectations and the responsibilities you have at that really junior level and that feeling that you just can't catch a break and no matter what you do, no matter how hard you try, things just don't seem to go your way and things always make you look bad. And this is something that a lot of us can relate to. Even the most experienced and best doctors that you know nowadays, they've all been through that. And it's something that we often forget and This first episode actually did serve as a reminder of when I first started a a specialty or when I first started medicine. Um, It then goes on to show how 
everything appears wonderful and shiny when VIPs and inspectors try and come and visit and this happens I think it's once a year or when the CQC come or once every so often and you notice that the hospital suddenly changes the bits of equipment that are in the in the hallway or in the in the in the corridor or outside the theatres or wherever and this is this is every hospital I've ever worked in by the way uh, they they suddenly disappear because they shouldn't be there. They should be sort of stuck away somewhere else uh, because it shouldn't be loitering the corridors. And all this stuff just vanishes. I have no idea where it goes, but it's it just goes to show how when the bureaucratic people come in, the sort of the shit reality of the situation actually just gets masked away. And one story in particular, which is sad that that it's true, is when you're a trainee, you have to occasionally fill out audits to show that you're taking enough breaks during your shifts. And this is especially true for when you're a foundation year doctor in F1, F2, where you can go for quite a long time and realise you haven't had a break, you haven't even had time to go for a wee. And this is audited to make sure that you're leaving work on time, you are, um, like I say, getting your lunch break, etc. And I remember a time where no matter how hard you tried, you you wouldn't leave on time, um, depending on the specialty you're in especially. And I was working with some foundation year doctors a few years ago who were meant to finish around five, six o'clock in the evening and they end up finishing around nine, ten sometimes in at night. And they were answering this audit accurately. They were saying when they were finishing. Um and you notice how all the senior doctors always encourage you to leave and make sure that you get home on time, always during this week when you're this audit's taking place. Never, never before or after. Anyway, uh, so they were answering the the audit accurately, and they kept having to redo the audit because apparently they weren't doing it correctly, even though they were answering it completely accurately. And it got to the point where they were asked to redo it so many times they got fed up of doing it, so they ended up just lying. Uh, because um, and just saying that they left on time just to be left alone and this unfortunately I believe happens a lot Um, I hope things have got a little bit better now it's been a long time since I've uh, been at that level and worked in in such a difficult situation but um, I hope it's it's changed but it just goes to show that the, the hostel will do anything that they can um, to cover up the fact that they're treating their staff like shit. So there we go. Um, the other things that are pointed out in the episode um, early on is racist patients. This is uh, made apparent, I think it's the first episode um, where Dr. Shruti is is of Indian or origin and the patient doesn't want to be treated by her. And Dr. Adam gets his own back um, in his own way. And unfortunately that comes to bite him back and because you can't be rude to patients uh, no matter how much they may deserve it. Um and it also shows that having a slightly maverick attitude when you're a doctor and getting your own back at the system and at patients in your own way might make you feel that little bit better. And you may be doing it sometimes with the really best intentions, but ultimately to many, 
um, others who eventually take notice, it can be grounds for a complaint. And this is something that Adam found out when a close colleague reported him to the General Medical Council. Um, more on the GMC later. Um, there's a really lovely side storyline where Adam has a wonderful love-hate relationship with an elderly patient on the ward. She's very prickly with him and he gives as good as he gets, but they have this mutual respect for each other. And she suddenly passes away one day uh, when, and when Adam finds out, he was deeply saddened and he wanted to attend the funeral uh, and he was told to stop being ridiculous. Um, something similar actually happened to me in the very first year of qualifying as a doctor. I, I remember the patient's name and we had daily chats when I'd go to take his blood. He was a lovely man. And I met his family and they would visit him every every day. And every time I moved to a different specialty, when I was at the point of when we were rotating around or different specialties, at some point or another, he would always end up on the ward I was working on. Uh, he had so many problems, bless him. And um, he had this, sadly, a, a failing body. And so every time I started a new specialty, sure enough, that, that organ uh, would fail and he would, he would be there at some point. Um, I last saw him on the cardiology ward where he had decided that he had, was going to stop taking his medications um, and he had made the decision not to prolong his suffering. His heart was failing and no amount of medicine was going to fix this. And even though I desperately wanted him to continue his treatment, I felt deep down that he was actually doing the right thing. He, you know, I told him that this was my last day on the ward and I was moving to general surgery in the morning and he shook my hand and looked me dead in the eye and just said, goodbye, Paul. And it was the first time I felt an overwhelming sadness for a patient. And I always checked the record shortly after I left to see how he was doing. And until a few days later, uh, the words deceased were by his name. And I was very, very sad. And it it, it shows... And it shows very well in in the series how you do develop these these emotional attachments to to people. You do develop relationships with with patients in a, in a very unique way, and it's something that is unique to medicine. And it's something that no matter how much you you read about and how much you feel you have prepared for it until it actually happens. It's something that nothing can prepare you for. And even no matter how experienced you are, you do still get saddened, um, however thick-skinned you think you might be. So the show continues, and Shruti's having a very, very bad time. She's slowly being bombarded with all the things in medicine and also outside of medicine. And she's trying to balance studying for exams, with the stress of work, being asked out for dates. And and she started to notice other things that are happening with patients. So there was one episode where she starts noticing the suffering uh, of, a, of a, a female patient who she believes is being abused by her partner. And she's initially being dismissed about it. And then she takes matters into her, her own hands and tries to make as much awareness as possible that this this man is not a good person and is violently abusing 
his partner. No matter how much she denies it, uh, she doesn't believe her. And it turns out that she was correct. Um, and all these things, you can see that she's subtly um, deteriorating. Her mental health is going downhill. And she's crying for help in very subtle ways throughout the show. And it's being dismissed. And she's even asking for help in certain episodes for to deal with certain things on the ward. And she's just being told to get on with it. And this is something I think anyone who's worked in the health service, I, I imagine all over the world, um, can relate to to some extent. The next thing is we, we've spoken a lot on the show about burnout and disconnection from emotion. Um, and this is shown really well. There's an episode towards the end of the series where um, Shruti has clearly burnt out. She is alone. She is struggling to deal with an insanely busy obstetric ward and labor ward. And she's covering, I think, so many like 20 or so patients and everything's going badly and she's got no support from any of her seniors and you can tell she just doesn't care anymore she does her job and she does it brilliantly but she has no emotional connection to what she's doing her facial expressions her um, the way she deals with the situation she just couldn't care less and this is a uh, quite a late sign of burnout actually when you have such a disconnection from your patients and from emotion but it's it's at that point now where uh, it's it's almost too late uh, because she's doesn't know what else to do she just carries on with the shift and it's very very sad to to watch because you can you can see it from a third person perspective and it's sad that the colleagues on the ward that she was working on just couldn't really see it at the time. Her parents are very, very proud of her. And this is made very evident in, in, in the show. And they're very proud that she is a doctor, very proud that she is delivering babies and saving lives and everything else that goes with being a, a doctor on an obstetric ward. And she is sitting her exams to further her career and to apply for a registrar post and she's really struggling as I said earlier to, to try and balance the work and the exams and having to disappoint all these people to uh, study and when she finally passes her exams she doesn't tell anyone she just keeps it to herself because she knows that she's not going to continue and there's this fear of disappointing everyone around her. Uh, she eventually, very sadly, um, commits suicide. And this is shown off screen, as it were. Uh, it's very heavily implied as, the, as an episode ends. And it's made apparent as the last episode begins that she has tragically taken her own life. And it goes to show that there's this fear of disappointing everyone around you. Um, the fear of disappointing her family, um, her friends, this thought that it's easier to take your own life than to leave medicine because of the 
disappointment it's going to bring everyone around you. And it's really tragic. And before this episode, there was the the final burnout episode, as I, as I said, and there was this way that everyone perceives private healthcare to be this incredible and wonderful thing. Um, essentially, a patient goes into private healthcare, and Adam's actually taking a private shift there, and something goes wrong, and it shows that how ill-equipped the hospital was to deal with the situation. And the patient got transferred to the NHS hospital that Shruti was actually working at and she saved the life of this of this mother and the baby and uh, did so with a deadpan, emotionless face, clearly showing that she had been burnt out at this very busy shift that she was on. Um, and that was a very poignant point uh, because people do perceive private healthcare to be incredible and wonderful and it is if you are this wonderful fit and well patient having a small procedure and nothing goes wrong and you pay a lot of money for it but in reality it's often these private hospitals are very ill-equipped they can't deal with serious complications they don't take complicated patients for that reason Um, and ultimately it will be the NHS that will save your life when things go wrong if things go wrong. For me, the show was actually a masterpiece. Um, the The entire series demonstrates so accurately just how broken the healthcare system in the NHS really is. It shows the understaffing, it shows the lack of emotional support, it shows the mental stress involved in making difficult decisions and sometimes the wrong ones. And he then shows the guilt that the doctor must deal with when they do and the sheer inability to balance a professional and personal life and the way that no one outside of work can actually relate to. They can't relate to what you're going through. They can't understand why you're always letting them down, why you can't go to this party, why you can't go to this wedding. And and dare I say it's sometimes why you can't go to a funeral. The difficulty in trying to maintain a relationship with someone, this is something a lot of people can relate to. And the inability to talk about the millions of problems that are just racing through your mind with anyone outside of healthcare, it's very hard for them to understand. And it often leads, as shown in in the show, a simple answer of, it was fine when someone close to you asks how your day was, because you don't want to burden anyone else with your problems, let alone try to make them understand why their problems in the first place. The other poignant thing that the show shows is that seniors can claim to be your support and saviour, but are very willing to throw you under the bus faster than could you could possibly imagine, just to try and save their own department or more often their own skin Uh, this was made apparent in the show when adam actually made a mistake and it resulted in a, a baby being having to be born in emergency prematurely and end up on the neonatal intensive care unit the consultant in charge said don't worry tell them that i told you to send the patient home and it was my fault and he did write that in the notes and actually he then retracted this statement and uh, basically made Adam take the blame for it and this led to a load of stress and 
Um, they then tried to, he then tried to make Shruti, who had recently died, the scapegoat. And Adam did not do that. He uh, stayed, maintained his integrity and uh, stood in front of the GMC and gave them a piece of his mind. And the fact that there are a growing number of doctors who tragically take their own lives because they see no other way out as quitting equates to failure in their own minds and the thought of admitting to their family that they don't want to continue and letting down those who are so proud of them is too much for them to handle. I just also want to say since I began this podcast two and a half years ago, uh, nearly three years ago now, I've tried in my own way to portray the reality of life as a doctor to provide an insight to those who are interested in what we do or indeed uh, are interested in becoming a doctor one day. And I can honestly say that this is going to hurt the, the TV series. It's a game changer and I believe will forever change the perception of life as a doctor, not only for the general public, but for aspiring medics too, because it's for the first time something so accurate and truthful has been portrayed to an audience of millions in such a way that no one can actually escape from understanding the harsh reality of working as a doctor in the NHS. It's been done in a way I never thought would be possible. So Dr. Adam Kay, the, the producers, the writers, and all involved in making the series, thank you. And if you are a doctor or healthcare worker in the NHS and are struggling, feeling depressed, burnt out, or just don't know what to do, please reach out to the amazing people at Doctors in Distress, an incredible charity which helps doctors overcome the emotional impact of their work and provides mental well-being support through their facilitated peer support groups. Please don't suffer in silence. Please know that you are not alone and that there is a solution that you never thought possible. You just need to talk to people and these people can really help you. And with that, I'll leave you if you're enjoying the show, please follow or subscribe. And as always, please look after yourself. I'm Dr. Bolivios. Goodbye.